Hey yo, what's going on? It's Flubberdash, the host of the Trainer Lounge, a Pokemon podcast. Welcome to the podcast where we talk all things Pokemon, from the Pokemon anime, the Pokemon main series games, the TCG, Pokemon trivia, all of the news that's happened in the week, and some controversial topics. We hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, have a great day. Peace! Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to the Trainer Lounge. We are on episode 55. Today, I am not joined by my co-host, Juanzi Burnett, but we do have a guest on, um, a very, very important guest, actually, for the Shine Hunters. Uh, please, sir, uh, introduce yourself. Hey, my name is uh, PokeJax. I stream on Twitch uh, four days a week and uh, very close to finishing my shiny living decks. We've only got 47 left to go as of today. Wow, man, 47, bro. That is, that's ridiculous. 47 yeah. Pokemon left. It's been, a, it's, a, it's been a while yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Uh, making. It's uh, It's been a journey, but uh, we're getting close to the end. And my goal was to get below 50 before Scarlet and Violet came out, but uh, we've, we've already it. smashed through that. So <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've done incredible. So... Obviously, we'll touch on that. So for anyone that does watch the Trainer Lounge um, or anybody that's new that comes from uh, Pokejack side, I'm a shiny hunter myself. Um, that's my main thing. I prefer that over battling. It's something I love to do. Um, I found out about yourself through uh, Chad. He was like, I'm, I know this dude. He's nearly finished his uh, living decks and I've checked some of your content. And by the way, amazing content, uh, really engaging to talk to. Definitely oh, recommend. You. Yeah, that's cool, man. I definitely recommend the listeners check that out. But as you've said, man, you're below 50 now for the living deck. So when did you start shiny hunting? So my first shiny hunting experience was back in X and Y uh, with chain fishing. And yeah. I, I fell in love with that because it's such an easy method. Obviously a little bit restrictive as to what uh, shinies you can get. But uh, it's what made me really fall in love with shiny hunting. And then uh, I tried my hand at Masuda in X and Y, uh, going, going around Lumio's Tower. That was quite enjoyable, um, but I, I didn't get a hell of a lot of success with that and got a little bit bored with it. Like, Masuda isn't the most no. entertaining for me, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I, prefer, I prefer random encounters and, uh, like, strong spawn resets, especially from Sword and Shield side of things. It's really good. Wow. But, um, yeah, we've... Uh, I reckon it really started to settle in as like a, all right, I want I want to do this as a bit of a goal when the Let's Go games came out because I went like, oh, getting shinies in this game is quite achievable. And also it's a fairly limited roster of only 150 potential shinies that I could get. So why yeah. not commit to it and like try and get it done? And then by the time we were getting very close to that getting done in Sword and Shield coming out, I sort of made the decision to go, you know what, let's let's amp it up. Let's see if we can get the shiny living decks of everything. Damn, oh man, that that to go from Kanto 150 to go, yeah, well, why not the nearly a thousand shiny Pokemon? That, that's <laughs> like that's ridiculous. I've, I started as well in X and Y myself, very similar to you. It was actually chain fishing as well for me that got oh, me nice. into it. Um I've I've got to ask. Obviously, you've done tons of um, shiny hunting methods, and we will be going into um, something you're arranging soon. But we'll touch on that in a minute. Um, what is your favorite game to hunt on? If you had to pick a game to shiny hunt on for the rest of existence, say if you didn't nearly have the living decks, right? What game would you choose? 
Mm. It's a hard decision because, like, as as I've said, I've actually got every single shiny possible in Sword and Shield. The only ones that I'd really need because I've even amped it up past the shiny living decks now to work on the shiny form living decks, which is all like Ooh, gender yeah. variants and all that sort of thing. And, wow. Uh, yeah, the only ones left uh, that I would need is the different sizes of Pumpkaboo, Gorgeist, and uh, Authentic Sinistee, which I, I want to get two of them, which is going to take a very two. long time to do. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this this guy said all the different sizes of Pumpkaboo and two Shiny Sinisters. Uh, one's not good, good enough for you, nah. You, you, you want to get the two. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've still got to get the first one, so I, I, I'll be happy when I get the first one, but if we can get two, then that'll, that'll just be the icing on the cake. Yeah, man, you're dedicated, right? Like, hearing this, it, it's, for me, um, one day I'll go for Shiny Sinister, but it's one of them hunts where it's like, ah, it can wait. <laughs> I'm in no <laughs> room. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to get the different ones first before I go for, like, the... Uh, the very limited ones, and especially for something like Authentic Sinistee. Great shiny to get because it's so exclusive, but I would prefer yeah. to get all the different ones first before I really start focusing on that element of it. Oh, no, absolutely, man. Like, well, it is an amazing shiny to get, and it's not an easy shiny, which is why I suppose it's so sought after. But um, speaking of easy shinies or not-so-easy shinies, what do you have any, any list or perhaps just a few handful of Pokemon that are quite really hard hunts or not a lot of people have got that you could think of? Cause you, you must have a huge roster of shiny Pokemon by now, you know, considering you've nearly oh, yeah. finished. The decks. Yeah. Um, do you mean in the, in regards to uh, ones that I've got or ones? That yeah. Yeah. Ones, just to... ones that you've, ones that you've already got. So for example, um, the ones on the top of the head I can think of are some of the mythicals that are only available in older games or hmm. things like that. Have you done any of them hunt specifically or any kind of hard hunt that not a lot of people have done? Yeah, around uh, middle of this year, I did uh, Shiny Deoxys in Fire Red. Uh, oh. So I was double hunting for that. And uh, quite quite an insane number to get it on. I got it on exactly 10,000 encounters. Jeez, man, 10K. Like, I mean... Yeah. It sounds high, but the odds are 8,000, right? So that's a grind. That's a grind, yeah. man. Yeah. That's I think, uh, yeah, that that shiny Celebi was fantastic to get. Um, the one on Crystal, sorry? Crystal. Yeah. yeah, Crystal. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, got that one. And that one had been going on for quite some time, especially single hunting it. It, it took quite a lot of months to get. So, Oh, I could imagine. Absolutely. Um, what about the uh, elusive Jirachi or Manaphy, the Colosseum Jirachi and the Ranger Manaphy? Do you have those yourself or are they hunt you? Yet? No. So okay. I, I've got an event Jirachi shiny, which I count okay. towards my shiny living decks. The only ones that I really count are ones that are unobtainable for me. Uh, for Whoa, the Jirachi, okay. it technically is achievable but it's a very difficult method to do. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. I need the Colosseum bonus desk, which is not something that I have. It's um, not cheap. And then, yeah. And then the Manaphy, uh, I'm currently looking into options on how to get a hold of the eggs. Um, so yeah. I'll hopefully be able to get a um, party of five eggs and then be able to trade it to one of my games and then start the process from there of continually resetting until we get a shiny. So... 
Yeah, I know. I know with the Manaphy, it's the corrupted save file method. Otherwise, you'd have to um, keep making a new game until you get the Pokedex to trade over. So I know that's one oh, of that the one's, easier methods. That one's Jirachi, yeah. Oh, is that Jirachi? Sorry, well, you'd know. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> know. Um, yeah, sorry, Jirachi. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'd be cool to watch you do them, Huntsman. I think if anybody can achieve them, it would be you, considering how close you are to the uh, living decks. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be like one of those uh, last hunts that I do. So I've counted Jirachi and Manaphy as complete at the moment, even though I right. don't have a shiny Manaphy. But uh, it, it'll be something that once I finish everything else, then I'll go, you know what? All right, now it's time to look into that. But at the moment, they're unachievable for me. So as everything Not else is. So, yeah. No, that's absolutely cool, man. Um, So out of your roster... Do you have a, a a number of shinies that are your some of some of your favorite hunts? I know you've hunted so many Pokemon, so I apologize if that's a hard question. Um, I just wonder if there's any specific ones that you thought, yeah, that that's a uh, moment right there that I'll always remember. Uh, I know the me, the Deoxys is probably one, right? The ten thousand Deoxys. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the most recent one that was like highlighted as amazing especially getting on exactly <laughs> exactly 10k it was ridiculous that's ridiculous yeah that is ridiculous yeah. man that's incredible but congratulations though on the the oxes that's such an amazing hunt that one day i'd love to do myself um yeah pre-gen six hunts i'm not looking forward to doing but i'm gonna have <laughs> to uh because of something that would be in your discord which again we'll, we'll talk a bit later on man but other than the deoxys anything else that comes to mind I mean, all, all of the mythical hunts that I've done have been fantastic. Um, I've hunted, so I think I've had three shiny Darkrai, four, four, I think. So I uh, I found one in a randomizer, uh, which is a full one in 8k odds shiny, uh, wow. which was pretty amazing. Obviously not legit or anything. It was part of a uh, sleep block that I did. Um, we yeah, failed yeah. it because we were uh, early on in the game, unfortunately. But then uh, I decided to hunt it in Platinum version before they announced BDSP events and all that sort of thing. Uh -huh. uh, managed to fail it due to a Parasect effects score, uh, but then reclaimed it very quickly after. So I think grand total, it was like 5,000 resets, even with the fail, which is well under odds for both of those. Uh-huh. Then, uh, then I did it in uh, BDSP and I managed to... Uh, fluke it because i was quad hunting so four different copies of bdsp at the same time and uh managed to fluke it on the only game that had the master ball because it was struggling and uh yeah the game that had the master ball was uh the one that had the shiny so it's good well when in doubt man the master ball's there to give a, a shout out right that that's see oh yeah that's i always keep the master ball like i never end up using it because i always try and catch you know my pokemon without it as i'm sure you do as well and it comes Absolutely. to the point where i'm like when am I even going to use this? But then, as you've just said, <laughs> there may be that one time where you, where you need it, man. So it's definitely important to try Indeed. not to use it. Um, see, like I think with shiny hunting is a lot of people get burned out, right? Um, which is understandable considering like the men the mental torture you have to go through through some hunts specifically. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess as you've just said, ten thousand like odds. Like while it's not a a lot. You know, for the odds, it's just over odds, right? But to do them 10,000, it takes a lot of time. And is there any time you feel burnt out or you're just like, oh, I need a break from Pokemon for a bit? Um, 
it's weird. I think I've paced myself. Like all of the hunts that I do have been, I guess, very intelligent with the way that I've chosen to hunt them. There's okay. not been many hunts where I've gone, oh, you know what? Like I'm going to hunt this in this method, even though there's a better way of doing it. So I think like so, some of the only hunts that I've done like that is say like Masuda method for uh, Salazzle, uh, which requires a female Salandit. I ended up getting 15 shiny uh, males before wow. the 16th one being the female. And that was oh, just shy of 10,000 eggs. So 10,000? Jesus, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's oh, ridiculous. It, it gets worse, though, because when I was going for uh, shiny Torchic, I uh, already had the line complete, so I didn't need I didn't need the line, but I didn't have any shiny females. Um, unfortunately, for the Torchic line, they have gender differences for Torchic, Combuscan, and Blaziken, and uh, yeah, so I needed the females. It's a twelve point five percent chance of being female for any female starter. And, oh wow! Uh, yeah, to get all three of them, it took uh, it took just over twenty two thousand eggs. 22,000 eggs. Oh, that that number just blows my mind. <laughs> 22,000. So I, I assume, you know, the Salazzle or the Torchic, them hunts were the ones where it's just like, uh, I, I just want this to shine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just... absolutely. And when it finally did, it, like, it felt so good. It was just like, oh, finally this hunt is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just you can finally breathe man i think like for myself again i've nowhere near the caliber of shiny hunter that you are like the amount of accolades you have is absolutely incredible um i sometimes just get burnt out so much on pokemon like a recent hunt i've done which again i'm assuming out of your rand what's the highest random encounter hunt from your memory that you've got on a uh, sword and shield if if i may ask sword and shield uh or anything that comes highest... to mind the highest one that I can remember, so like I went 6,300 on Tudel, but I also Ooh. phased two times, I think. So I got a, a what's Thievel's pre-evolution, Nicket and uh, and something else on the route uh, in the lead up to Tudel. So like it wasn't as bad because I did get a few shinies along the way. Um, I did a full odds Wooloo, which was just over 4K at the beginning of the uh, game. Oh, wow. Uh, but the other worst one would probably be Beniri on the uh, Isle of Armour, which was 4,488. Jeez, man. So, like, see, I, I was doing a, um, I'm doing a root hunt challenge at the moment with uh, Chad J.I. and a few other people. And uh, we're trying to do it throughout the whole game. It's like a root quest. And whoever's got the least amount of encounters at the end wins once we've completed the whole thing. And, like, I've never faced mental torture like this. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it took me... Okay, so my first three routes was fantastic. I got all of my shiny Pokemon in under 500 for uh, Route 1, Route 2, and Wild Area 1 because we split the Wild Area for three. And Route 3... To get shiny Zigzagoon took me 3,475. Now, I personally thought that's a high number for Charm because it's nearly three times over odds, right? Uh, well, just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's over two at least. But to hear your numbers in comparison, like, dude, I was ready to quit Pokemon. Like, I was approaching <laughs> 4,000, like, I can't do this. <laughs> like, how does it not 
you know, not, I don't want to say affect you because it's obviously Pokemon. It's not that deep, but like, like, do you set a number of encounters like per day for a Pokemon, or just try and get as many as you can during stream? Like, is it one of them where you know it will shine eventually? Like, how do you approach hunts when it when it's getting that high of number? Yeah, I guess it's more of like a. Uh... As long as there's people there to chat, they keep you focused on it. And I think the biggest thing that has stopped me from, like, feeling like it's a chore is the fact that I multi-hunt quite a bit. So yeah, being able to hunt on multiple devices at the same time, it just makes it a hell of a lot easier and a hell of a lot faster. So I did a, a route quest very similar to what you guys are doing by the sounds of it. Um, yeah. where I started off in, I think, Slumbering Wield, and I was just doing random encounters there. I had particular targets in mind, especially if there was something that I didn't have for the Shiny Living Decks at the time. Um, mm -hmm. So it was quite good just to be able to fire through there, and some of those ones were nice. I remember, I think, Noctowl, um, so it was, like, just outside uh, one of the cities. It took me over 4K to be able to get that to show up from memory. It was, and that wow. was hunting on four switches at the same time for all of those areas. <laughs> and yeah, of course. it was just rough for that one. So, yeah, man, now that is absolutely crazy. Like, I don't know, it may because it was Chad who came up with the idea for us. So, no, Chad always spoke, like, always speaks about like your content. And um, he always speaks about when it comes to shiny hunters, your name comes to mind. So, it probably come from you, to be honest, this whole, uh, shiny route quest thing um yeah i've seen yeah. plenty of people do it in the past as well like uh i i'm sure i would have got the idea from someone else but uh yeah of course yeah it's... man <laughs> it, it's it's wild to hear that your one of your favorite methods is random encounters because i agree with you when it comes to masuda i can do it for a while like the one thing i've, I've um, adopted now is when i'm doing a route hunt i will have eggs in my party hatching at the same time and that's nice. bearable but i just can't hatch but like i've probably hatched about 30 shiny pokemon uh free zero uh, from masuda and i just can't do any more money it's just mind-numbingly boring like I'd, I'd, i would rather do random encounters but it's crazy that that's one of your favorite methods like considering mm. the odds are quite low right for a shiny yeah yeah i'd, I'd say like although the odds aren't as good as uh, what masuda is i feel like when you're in control of which ones you encounter it feels a lot better and also knowing that as soon as you do encounter the shiny you're not going to have like a stockpile of eggs afterwards that you still need to hatch or you need to like release or anything like that. It's plain and simple of just encounter and to get the shiny and hope that you get lucky. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Like the, the one thing I've got to ask, you mentioned random encounters. So with Sword and Shield, um, obviously, you know, the data miners came out this year, I believe, or, or it might have been uh, late last year, about the uh, KO method with uh, brilliant, uh, brilliant odds, right? The brilliant aura Pokemon. Um, yeah. Did that change anything for you? Or is it one of them where if you see an aura, you'll, you'll encounter it? Or do you specifically hunt auras? How did it change it for you? Or did it just not really affect you? It, it, I did think about changing the way that I did it because I, I always had a feeling that it was just applicable based on what they were saying that it only uh -huh. applied a certain amount of the time i was like oh well it probably just applies to the brilliant pokemon so i already had that idea in my brain before they said like oh yeah it's it's legitimately that way um so i i 
I would do it for things that I knew that I had to either hunt multiple of or um, say, for instance, the synesty. Like I know that the authentic synesty is going to take a while. So I've definitely KO'd 500 of those um, hunts that are taking a while. Or if I was doing full odds or something like that, then I would yeah. I, I would uh, try and do it for that one. So. Oh, okay. So is it a case of where you still encounter them, even if they're not brilliant? But you'll knock out 500 just for them increased odds. So would you still encounter the normal encounters or would you only encounter the brilliance at that point if it was a specific hunt? Yeah, I, I still encounter every single Pokemon because like you never you know, could right? be walking you could be walking past a shiny. Like even other things that you're not hunting in the overworld, you take that risk every time you walk past. Like I, I've did. had Pokemon like I, I've accidentally run into something and it's been shiny and i'm like oh great <laughs> it's not what i wanted I, I remember it happened on my uh Muna hunt when i was doing an easter hunt for it and oh, okay. uh, yeah i uh lgm popped up and yeah <laughs> i was not happy because we were already over odds <laughs> you're just like bro come on man i'm not after you uh, yeah i know i know how that feels to yeah. be honest like Again, apologies for the questions. It's just nice to pick your brain apart. For someone who's so close to finishing it, it's a lot of insight for a lot of people out there who maybe have just got into shiny hunting, you know? And um, yeah. I've, I've just gotten into it and whatnot. Another interesting question I've got for you. So I've been speaking to quite a lot of shiny hunters recently about their opinions on Legends Arceus. Now, as, as you know, you, you've done some really hard hunts and you've really had to grind for a lot of the Pokemon you've got. And I think it's fair to say... Legends Arceus really isn't that hard to shiny hunt Pokemon on. Um, how? What are your thoughts of having Pokemon be shiny in the overworld? Like, is this something you'd like to see continue? For example, like Let's Go or Legends Arceus. Would you like? Well, okay. What's your opinions of the overworld shinies, or do you prefer it like Sword and Shield, where you have to encounter them? To be honest, I've thought about this for a very long time, and I've had a lot of people ask and even share their own opinions on it as well. I. I really think that having to encounter the Pokemon to find out whether it's shiny or not is the most ideal way for shiny hunting. Um, I, okay. I think it's just a nice even ground because for PLA, the fact that you can just fly over and you just wait to hear the sparkles. When you say shiny hunt, it's, it's sort of a bit mixed for me because I'm in the <laughs> final stages of... Uh, for instance, there's a few shinies that I need from PLA that I can still get. There's ones that I'm not going to do, such as uh, Shield On and Cranidos from the uh, space-time distortions, because they would just be terrible to get. So I'm going to be uh -huh. hunting those in another game. However, I was going to try and get a Cyndaquil or Quilava uh, through PLA um, and then transfer it to BDSP so I can get a regular Typhlosion, which will be one of the last Gen 2 shinies that I need. Uh, then the other ones are gender variants of uh, Murkrow, uh, I think Apom, and uh, what's the other one? Um, Gliger. So like those oh, three okay. shinies, I need the male shinies of. Um, but I tell you what, when you're actually hunting for something specifically, it makes it very, very difficult to be able to find those things. And yeah. when you go, okay, I want to shiny hunt this Pokemon. 
you can do that for say alphas. There's even like a uh, alpha reset method if it happens uh -huh. to fall on a position where a massive mass outbreak happens. So there's a way to reset on that point. Um, but otherwise you're basically going back to camp and then resetting every time. And that's only for the, uh, for the alpha spawns as if I wanted to hunt something specific unless it pops up in the mass outbreaks or the massive mass outbreaks, it's hard to specifically hunt for a particular Pokemon in that game, I find. Because the, the only option you've got, right, as you've just said for Gligar, you would have to go, Um, I forget, is it Obsidian? No, not Obsidian Fjordons. What's the place called? Uh, Molark, is it? Highlands. That's or... it, sorry. Oh, yeah. Coronet Highlands, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only other way, as you've said, would just be finding where them Pokemon spawn, checking if they're shining. If they're not, just resetting the map, right? That's the um, yeah. only other option you've got. Yeah, I, I thought a lot about it. Like, I'd st I still do want... um overworld shinies in um scarlet and violet but with the odds the way they are i do think it would be too easy so i'm, I'm very mixed like i don't know how to feel because after doing random encounters for so long i am kind of enjoying the thrill of encountering a pokemon and you know that feeling you get when it does shine it, it's unmatchable opposed to as, as you say hearing that -da 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 -da, like that shiny noise and you know like it's hard it's a rough yeah. one, man. But I think Legends Arceus didn't help as well. I don't know your feelings on this, but because you could perfect the Pokemon, you could make the odds even higher, not only with the charm as well. So it's kind of like ridiculous odds. Because if you take away the charm and you take away the perfect, I don't think it's too bad to hunt Pokemon on that game. Yeah. You know? It's, it's um, more the fact that uh, like to specifically hunt something is is the questionable part. Because the amount of random shinies I get just from traveling throughout the map, like it's ridiculous when I have <laughs> yeah. MMOs up and mass outbreaks up, I don't get hardly any shinies from them. I get more shinies because I've done a few map races against other streamers. And okay. uh, every time when I get to the end of the map races, I go, yep, okay, I won. Let's have a look at the Pokemon that I got. I got one from mass out uh, mass outbreaks, and then got four from just random encounter ones. Like, and that was just from traveling around the map. So it, it's pretty weird in that regards of that you can't necessarily hunt the Pokemon, more just random chance. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, there's not there's, okay. There's not a lot of work to be put in, right? I think that's the best way to correct. Uh, opposed to Sword and Shield, randomly encountering something, uh, what six thousand times, which. That takes about probably 20 hours or more if you're not really that efficient, opposed to just flying over a Pokemon and seeing a sparkle and a jingle. Um, yeah, I, I do agree with you completely. I, I'm still, I, I don't know, I, I'm still a bit opposed to the idea in Scarlet and Violet. I don't know how to feel. I, I wouldn't mind if they was. I just think they shouldn't have any increased odds. Just have the charm and leave it at that maybe. Yeah, um, I, I think yeah. that's I think that's a good thing, especially when you can control a lot more of how you encounter the Pokemon. And I yeah. think that that's going to be more of a thing in this one because number one, it's the first fully open world game. There's no like, oh, I'm going to return to Jubilee Village to then be able to reset the spawns. Um, and then the other thing that I was uh, made aware of the other day is every time you encounter a Pokemon, there's like a, a bit of a cutscene to do with it as well so that's where the shininess can appear from there once its stats are set and everything well I, yeah when you're into it i would say yeah 
Yeah, I know what you mean. So it's it, there's a chance that the Pokemon may not be shiny in the overworld. It might be a similar thing to a uh, Sword and Shield potentially. Um, yeah. yeah. Which uh, again, I, I think as I start to do more of these wild encounters, I'm not opposed to. But that's the thing I'd like to ask you about as well. So obviously, with you being so close to finishing um, the national decks or the living decks, right? Um, it, it's crazy because you've got the brand new generation coming out at the end of this year. Like. Do you think that you'll probably finish before it comes out? Or do you think you'll get close and then bang, like 100 plus drop? Like, how are you feeling? <laughs> I, I, I think that I'm going to get close. Like, by, based on the progress that I'm making and I guess the dedication that I'm committing towards it at the moment, I feel yeah. like I could get down to maybe like 20 or just above 20 by the time Scarlet and Violet come out. But uh, with the event that I've got coming up next month, which is, I guess, five days away as of recording this. Oh, we're going to be talking uh, about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's probably going to be focused more on those hunts. So, like, it, it will help me focus on some other hunts that I have either not started yet or that I have had on the back burner. Um, but it's probably not going to help me too much when it comes to the uh progress overall because having having a look at the board of what i need to hunt there, there's probably about like four maybe five hunts that could help with the progress of the shiny living decks yeah no i, I know what you mean it, yeah so a lot of attention is going to be put towards um this month which we will get into now um so for those for those that listen to the podcast, for the trainer lounge listeners, shall we say, they know that um Chad does a lot of bingo months in um in his Discord. And it's a lot of hunts that he picks, and we have like a month to be able to try and get all the hunts, basically. Sometimes it does prize giveaways and whatnot. And um Chad messaged me a few weeks back and he was like, Oh, there's this this thing called Method Madness by this dude called Pokejack. So I'm like, okay, uh tell me more. Um and the more I heard about it, the more intrigued I was because I've never saw anything as wild as this. Um, and the event was made by yourself, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So would you like just uh, for, for any shiny hunters out there that would love something to focus on? And I think this this event is incredible, by the way. I love how you've made this. Um, would you like to go into detail to tell people what it is, what the idea behind it is and whatnot? Absolutely. This is something that I've had in the works for many many years like i've always as as soon as i did a bingo board for uh crown tundra which we uh held when the crown tundra dlc came out mm -hmm. like I, i've always wanted to do something like this where it focused on all of the different methods of shiny hunting because like i do have my favorites but also just to you know mix it up a little bit and for people to try all these different methods and for people to get shinies and different methods because some are considered easy, other ones not so much. And it's it's good to be able to, I guess, really explore all of those different methods. So Yeah, you, you've made you've made sorry to interrupt you. Um I've just wanted to like have an input and say like you've made a really diverse amount of methods. Um so for those that don't know, for the month is called Method Madness, right? This uh bingo esque event that you're running um from September, isn't it, I think? Yes, yeah. So for the entirety of September, so it's basically from the 1st to the 30th just to try and finish the whole board. Um, so there's 16 boxes in total. Um, it'll be a grand total of 20 shinies, but people will work into uh, up, 
up to teams of four to be able to get uh, all of the shinies on the board. Yeah, I mean, without teams, I think it'd be very hard to do because uh, yeah. we, because in the group chat, um, what I love about this event was, like, as a team, you can all discuss and get prepared for what you're going to want to hunt. Right, I'll, I'll hunt this, you hunt this. Um, and I looked at the board, I put, horde hunting? Ha, <laughs> I can do that in a day. Not a problem. And then I saw mythical hunt. I went, oh, right, okay. Um, <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> It's, it's really diverse, and I really like that, though, because I think, as you've said, it's very open to a lot of people. Like, some people can look at a horde hunt and think, okay, I can manage that. You know, it's a fairly simple, fairly... Horde hunting, by the way, is my favourite method of shiny hunting of all hunts. It's it's easy, so, you know, it's a bit of a uh, baby method, but it's really relaxing, and I just find, you know, I just like encountering five Pokemon at once. Um, yeah. So... And as you've said, like there's a lot of people that might be grabbing out their 3DSs that have been gathering dust and trying out some of these methods because they're only available on them on the old hardware, right? Mm, yeah. So yeah, man, it's 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 gonna it's gonna be good. Like, how many teams, if you don't mind me asking, how many teams have you got at the moment that have joined, or is it one of them where it's quite a lot of people, so you're not too sure? Uh, to be honest, I think I went through and counted. I think we're up to maybe 13 or 14 teams uh, fully registered so far, which is amazing because obviously four times that amount because I think everyone has uh, submitted full teams, uh, which obviously the intelligent thing to do if you want the uh, best chance of getting all the shinies done within the amount of time and to try and get them done the fastest, which is absolutely amazing because what's that that's yeah. 56 people or something like that all competing um which that's just the people that want to uh, compete for the prize as um there, there's going to be a lot of people that are in the chats that are going to be jumping in for all of these different types of hunts as well and joining alongside streamers that will be uh showcasing some of these different hunts so Oh no, absolutely, one hundred percent. I know Chad's going to be showcasing a lot of it too, because a lot, because I know there's underground, right? You've got underground as one of the uh, one of the yeah. bingo boards, and I, I despise BDSP. A lot of people like it, <laughs> I just, bro. I, I just do not like the game. But I've said, you know what? For Poke Jacks in this event, I'm, I'm willing to get involved and try it. You know, I would rather hunt Celebi on uh, <laughs> on Crystal than go to the underground. But I said oh, I'll give it a go. And what that, but um, when does registration end for this event? Would it just be before September? Uh, to be honest, like I'm happy for registration to be open for the entire month. Uh, okay. the prize is going to be given out to the people that are able to achieve it first. Um, and obviously, if your team isn't registered, then you can't count any shinies that you get before of that course. time. So, yeah. I mean, that's amazing because you've got a lot of people that go, right, no, those who haven't signed up before can't sign up. You know, it's a first come, first serve kind of deal. So I like the fact that you're you're not like that. You're more open to people. You know, you understand some people might be busy, might not be able to, uh, you know, register until then. But for real, though, dude, this event looks crazy. Like, um, I don't really get involved with a lot of people's events other than Chad's. But so this is like a this is a new step for me, man. You know, uh, socializing <laughs> with uh, <laughs> with uh, other people. But nah, dude, this looks awesome. Like with the love that you've seen for this event and how many people, because even from the Twitter posts, like loads of people reply tagging all of their friends. Right. Um, I, I assume after seeing all of this, you're going to want to do more stuff like this. Is that fair to say, or is it a bit too early to? Because a lot of work goes into it as well, right? With mods and whatnot. Oh, 100%. Um, 
I have uh, two moderators on my channel um, and we work really closely together and I've put this idea forward to them and they've been absolutely amazing uh, helping me out, Captain Star and uh, Rosie Chu. And Shout they've, out. yeah, they've just been uh, fantastic. We've, um, Ro Rosie Chu actually set up a bot which will be going live in our Discord probably in about a day or two's time. And this bot handles the submissions to the point where uh, it'll send it to the moderators of the uh, community to be able to get approved. Once it's approved, um, it'll actually mark off on the bingo sheet itself that wow. the uh, shiny has been achieved, which like, I don't even understand how it works. Like I am so excited <laughs> to see this in action. Like I, I've, I've seen a bit of a demo of how she's been able to do it. And I am, I am in awe of the fact that this is actually a thing. And I look forward to uh, many, uh, many uh, ideas like this in the future. Cause now that I get towards the end of uh, my shiny hunting journey, I would like to, I guess, pass on that knowledge and that experience to other people by giving them different targets to go after and different methods to hunt in, or at least bring that competitiveness and bring the Pokemon community together in a way that uh, makes everyone excited for it. Well, you, you've managed to do that, dude, like in September, like, you know, what's, what seemed uh, like a crazy idea at first, you just threw it out there and it's, um, it's spiraled into something brilliant. You know, I, I think it's a really exciting prospect and I'm excited for you as well. Cause you know, I'm, I haven't seen much of your content. Chad's, you know, suggested a lot of stuff and I've, you know, I've popped into stream and said hello from time to time, you know, trying to be a polite and whatnot. Um, but I like what you've got going on, dude, for real. I think, uh, I think you can go far with this and I'm excited dude, just to see like where you go with this. Cause events like this, it's only going to make more people want to get involved and more, you know, it's going to spiral into something big, man. You could be one of them dudes that, uh, you know, everyone's like, Oh, you, you want to do a, you want to do a shiny challenge. Yeah. Pokey Jacks is the guy to go to, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's very humbling seeing uh, like all of the people that are participating in the event and like everyone in the community that is willing to band together and, I guess the the best part about this event has been the fact, like, because I, I was a little bit hesitant at first, but I thought, you know what, I, I feel like this is the best way to do it, to be able to bring teams together where people in their communities were getting their mods or viewers to be able to work with a streamer so that, uh, so that they can compete together. And it just makes it so that uh, you have those little teams and we get to verse each other, but... Like it's all for the fun of it at the end of the day. So, yeah, it's going to be incredible. Like, I do apologize to everybody who takes part when my team does win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you've, you've got to have a bit of competitiveness, man. That's why I like it though. And you know, me and my team were very, very competitive people. Uh, all of us, you know, we compete against each other on a daily basis. So, the fact that there's something that means we can team up, um, it's nice, man. It, it's a it's a pretty cool thing, but uh, will you be looking forward to doing stuff like this for Scarlet and Violet? You know, like oh, um, for the new gen. Yeah, I think uh, Scarlet and Violet are going to offer something new. I like my predictions for the game would be uh, with the multiplayer aspect that is coming in that there will be a way very similar to the BDSP Underground where uh, you'll be able to boost the shiny odds. Where playing with friends will help you achieve these goals um one of my favorite uh 
methods other than uh, strong spawn resets and random encounters is the DAs. Um, I got every shiny legend, even ones that I'd already had um, out of the DAs, just because I really, really enjoyed the method. Um, and obviously having the four switches, it does make it a hell of a lot easier to be able to get them all. But uh, yeah, yeah, I did track them all down. And the DAs were one of my favorite things because like the engagement from chat, being able to get people to jump in for these DAs, it was fantastic. And I don't think we've ever quite seen anything like that in the Pokemon community. And even to this day, even though they're two games off of being the new games, like we've had PLA and BDSP, I well, had a look streamers at the, uh, are still doing DAs right yeah. now, right? Like it's still the most popular thing in Pokemon, arguably, right? Exactly. Like I had a look at the different categories of uh, who's streaming what uh, as I chose to raid someone uh, the other night and Sword and Shield far out, uh, far exceeded the amount of viewers, like probably triple over PLA. And then BDSP was maybe, I don't know, a 10th, maybe even less of uh, Sword and Shield viewers, which is pretty crazy. It, it is. I think PLA, um, very similar to a firework, right? Started off absolutely sonic in it, you know, um, blew up. It was, every, it's beautiful to see, great game, but then kind of fizzled out very, very quickly. Um, and again, it, due to the repetitive style of the game, um, no one was really excited to watch people shiny hunt it because it was like, it's so easy. Uh, in my opinion, maybe that's uh, a bit judgmental to say. Um, I think it's also the fact that you can't target the hunts as much. Like that's true. Yeah, as you've said, yeah, you, you can't. Thing. You can't pick something because, like, as you've said, you could be going for a Pachirisu and then bang, a Starly shines and a Bidoof shines and whatever yeah. else. Um, so with Sword and Shield, I think, in my opinion, I, I've ranked this game uh, second of my favourite games of all time. I absolutely adore Sword and Shield. Um, where would you place it as a generation, as the, as the game itself, just Sword and Shield? Um, to be honest, like I, I think I have a little bit of a bias towards it because I, I've spent so many hours in Sword and Shield. Like In total, I would say that I've spent over 4,000 hours um, just in That's those correct. games. Easy, easy. But, uh, like, so it's it's very hard for me to say where they rank as a game by themselves. Um, so some of my favourite games would be the uh, Gen 3 games. But, again, that's a little bit biased because... Of, I agree. Um, I agree. Like, yeah, Gen 3 is for me. Yeah, I've, I grew up with those games. That's where I really started to get into Pokemon. Um, oh, I, did I you? Started... Yeah, Ruby was mine, man. Ruby was my first game. <laughs> oh, nice. I, I started off with Pokemon Yellow and, like, I loved it, but I never passed the Pokemon League. Um, I, I've always loved Pokemon since I since I can remember, basically. Um, I even got Silver version. It was a second-hand copy and actually had a uh, an event Celebi on it, which was pretty wow. crazy. And I, I didn't even realise the rarity at the time. The only reason why I knew the rarity was because of my... Uh, because my cousins, they went, oh, wow, like, <laughs> I can't believe that game's got that. So they cloned it for me so they could have it and I could have it, which was pretty nuts. So That's crazy, man. Like, it's always nice to hear, like, where people started. So, like, I never got into Pokemon when Ruby came out. I, I was a, I was a fan um, from its inception, but because my family was too poor, I could never afford a console to play them on. And then, you know, one Christmas, my father was able to... Um, to afford the uh, Game Boy SP, Game Boy Advance SP. And that's where, we, where it started, man. But uh, we, we've all got a starting point, right? It's uh, 
it's one of them franchises where like everybody can remember like their first Pokemon starter. I mean, as you said, yours is yellow, so it was Pikachu. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's absolutely crazy, man. But um, as yeah, it, it's just what what's crazy is what game would you say other than Sword and Shield then? what would be your favorite game to hunt on because you've said you've put 4000 hours into sword and shield right so what other game like do you like bdsp what, what's your feelings on them games uh bdsp i'm very wishy-washy on i i don't really enjoy those games that much Excuse i feel point. like yeah <laughs> i feel <laughs> like uh I feel like they could have been so much more, but they were at the end of the day, a little bit of a letdown because all they were, were a, a port more than a, like I I would have been happier getting diamond pearl platinum uh, rather than them put the big price tag on it and go like, Oh wow. Look at these new games, even though they're exactly the same with no added extra story elements the only difference is that, oh, yeah, we're only doing it as 4,000 uh, uh, 4, odds rather than 8K odds. So, yeah, like, like, if that didn't affect you, then Platinum would still be the game to get, right? <laughs> of, correct, yeah. Of the Sinnoh games, um, arguably. Obviously, you've got Ramona's Park, um, which is a cool edition. Um, hmm. you, you know, Underground, I think, was was an okay edition. They took some parts away that I didn't like, but... um. Uh, they, they was all right, man. I think they were just a stepping stone for um for Legends Arceus. But talking about Legends Arceus, would you be happy with another Legends game? Um, after did you even enjoy Legends Arceus yourself? Like, what's your opinion on that as a franchise? Because you know you've got like the Let's Go games. I don't think we'll have another Let's Go now. I really don't. Um, no. But what's your feelings on Legends? Do you think that's that's going to be something that will continue? To be honest, I loved it. It sold so well especially like because they usually go for um like when they're selling say uh like sword and shield they usually group those together and then pla just has like skyrocketed past uh past like a lot of those franchises uh or uh, a lot of the pokemon games uh numbers which is absolutely fantastic so i think they'd be silly not to look into the idea again um but i feel like they they should learn from the experiences of what made the game great, what people loved about it and how they're going to continue to make it better. And I think that Scarlet and Violet is going to help them out with a lot of that as well, especially if they go, you know what, let's not do overworld shinies. Let's see how they go here and see how it affects the longevity of the game. Cause like there's a lot in Scarlet and Violet that has got me interested um, there's a little bit with the battles and like how the game looks a little bit that has me slightly concerned, but like overall, I, I feel like it's going to be a fantastic game. I'm not one of those people that goes like, oh, that tree looks a bit dodgy. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy this game. So The water looks like oil. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah. a lot of people forget. Um, and this isn't, I'm not the person to defend Game Freak. I think they are very lazy developers. Um, I think there's a lot in their games that are troublesome. That, like, for example, uh, you know, I could name three things that annoy me about Pokemon. One being the Battle Frontier, being absent. Um, the shiny methods in Sword and Shield. Again, Random Encounters is fantastic. But other than Dynamax Adventures, 
and random and I suppose my uh, you know Masuda. What else do you have? You know, Gen Six had I think seven methods combined. I think maybe I may be off of the number there, but it's up there, right? There's quite a lot of methods in Gen Six, so it's you know Game Freak make these decisions that confuse me. And again, I won't get into BDSP because that's an episode <laughs> of, of, of its own. Um, but I will defend them and say this: like a lot of people will judge this game by the way it looks, but what people are forgetting is it's still on Switch hardware, and the Switch—it's yeah. not a powerful console, man. It's just not, you know. That there's, you know, Breath of the Wild looked phenomenal, um, but even that game struggled with performance. And there's only so much you can do on a Switch, right? You know, um, for the Pokemon games, essentially. Yeah, absolutely, and I think for for what they are. They function well, and I don't think, like, even PLA, like, for the most part, it doesn't really have too many flaws from a graphical sense for what the console can handle, because if they were to amp it up more, then it just means that it can't operate the way that it wants to. And if we get a Switch version 2, whatever that may be, because I feel like they'd be stupid to step away from the hybrid uh, formula because I feel like they're just dominating in that area. 100%, 100%. And it's a phenomenal uh, choice, yeah. But sorry, carry on. Yeah, no, I, I that, that was pretty much it that I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. It's that... just like, yeah, just that, um, like the restrictions of the hardware are always going to uh, hinder the game a little bit. Um, yes, I agree that Game Freak is lazy. They also operate in a very small team as well. So they focus on more of the i i don't think they focus on the quality as much like and it sounds like a really bad thing but i'm okay with getting a new game every year rather than having to wait two to three years to get a nicer looking game that's going to have the same amount of content in it so like i'm i'm happier getting a game a year like i was surprised with the pla and bdsp uh so close together so pretty much in the same year, I would say. Yeah, two months. So yeah, crazy. That, that was that was a little bit too much, to be honest. I think I think there should have been uh, a bit more of a gap, even if it had been like another two months or something like that after BDSP. But I can I can see where uh, people. I, I I don't know. I don't think they expected people to be over BDSP so fast, to be honest. But I think because they knew again with the lack of content, BDSP like. If you compare Sword and Shield to BDSP, they both cost the same price, but BDSP does not touch Sword and Shield for quality. It does not even come close, in my opinion. There's there's probably people out there who disagree. Um, I probably don't want to speak to them before. (laughs) But but no, I I joke. But as you've said, man, it's just, it's a case of, I agree with, I wouldn't want to wait three years because let's face it, Regardless, I'm still probably going to put over a thousand hours into the game, whether it's a three year game, um, three year cycle, or a one year cycle. I'm probably still going to put tons of hours in, regardless, because it's Pokemon. So, you know, it still scratches that itch, regardless of how good it looks. And it's never going to look PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X standards because the Switch is just about more powerful than an Xbox 360 and a. Um, uh, what's it called? Sorry, uh, PS3, right? So <laughs> it, it's a, it's a bit of a madness. But um, going back to the, I forgot to ask this, so sorry about this. But going back to the method madness, will you be uh, participating in that yourself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my okay. my goal is to win it, and 
uh, the winner gets uh, eShop gift vouchers for their region. But, uh, I mean, if I win, then uh, that's one less person that I have to give an eShop gift voucher to. <laughs> the, the, the members of my, Steam, uh, of my team will still get uh, eShop gift vouchers, so it's not like I get away scot-free anyway. So, uh, yeah, yeah, like, like so, giving, giving yourself. Away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just uh, go on a shopping spree for Pokejacks, man. Nah, yeah. nah, it should, <laughs> it should be great for man. Like I said, like um, you should really be proud of yourself for this event. I'm really looking forward to it. So Ch Chad's doing a bingo next month as well. Um, That is it's like a duos. And he knows that most of us are just going to be more focused on your event just because it's... No, nothing against Chad's bingo or nothing like that, but this is just something that doesn't happen all the time. This is a very... Uh, uh, how do I say this without sounding too... Uh, it, it's like a premium event. Does that make sense? That that may sound weird to say, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's understandable. I'd say I, I want to do events like this as like a, a once a year or maybe two times a year sort of thing. So like the big events in the Pokemon community seem to be around Easter, which we did a bingo board back then. Um, so I think myself and some other content creators were in charge of that one. Uh, then we also did, uh, well, I, I haven't done this one, but uh, the October spooky bingo. Um, so like the, those are the two main events that seem to happen throughout uh, throughout the year. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, think I wanted right. to do you something thought... different. You've got Safari uh, Safari Week as well, right? When people yeah. all did a, did a Safari week, Fossil Week, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, what's crazy, like, is Chad, he, he'll do a bingo every single month, like, which is kind of bizarre, actually, to keep up with, because as you would know, to manage some like an event where loads of people are submitting in Pokemon and you've, you know, got, as you said, you've now got a bot sorted, so that should alleviate some stress. But it's still quite a crazy thing to manage, you know, for everything. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like to have to choose the hunts and manage it. And yeah, if, even if there was prizes involved, like that makes it uh, hard to uh, manage as well. So, yeah. No, of course, man. No, that's absolutely incredible, dude. Like all of your information will be below, by the way, like all anything that you want to share links, whether it's Discord, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, anything you want to share at all, I can, I can put below. But um. Where can people find you? For anyone who's listening now and just wants to give a little search, uh, where can people find you, my dude? Yeah, well, uh, just search the name, Pokejacks, spelled like P-O-K-E-J-A-C-K-S. And uh, yeah, we're on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter. Um, they're the main social medias. But uh, yeah, you can pretty much find me anywhere there. That's awesome, man. And if people want to want to get involved in this uh, method madness, you know they've they've got a they've got a quad ready of four people, and they think, you know what, I, I can take this crown. Um, how would they go about doing that? Would that just be your Discord? Yeah, just uh, jump into the Discord. Otherwise, uh, just send us a message through uh, Twitter or Twitch, and uh, we'll be able to sort you out. Brilliant, man. But yeah, man, I just want to I want to say again, thank you so much for your time. Um, I know with the uh, I know with the time zone difference, it's, it's been a bit of a rough one to, uh, you know, sort out. But I really appreciate you being able to um, come on with such short time, with especially how busy you must be with streaming and, you know, life itself, man. Because, you know, there's a life outside of Pokemon. So, uh, again, thank you, man. No, I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I love uh, the few instances that I have got to uh, li uh, listen to your uh, podcast. So, uh, yeah, keep up the great work. Oh, thank you, man. I hope you've enjoyed coming on as well. I hope it isn't a, a terrible experience to where you'll tell all your friends, do not go on <laughs> that podcast. <laughs> no, it was an absolute pleasure.
Awesome, man. Well, my dude, I'm going to let you crack on. Um, This episode should be an absolute banger. Chad will be livid uh, that he didn't, uh, he wasn't able to come on and speak to himself. So maybe after the uh, Method Madness Month, you can come on and discuss how you felt about that, man. That'd be cool. You know, have a little update or something. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. All right, dude, I'm going to let you go. And uh, guys, thank you for listening. There'll probably be another episode coming up soon uh, just to discuss leaks. But I really wanted to make this a special one on Shawnee Hunting because it's a thing I've got uh, I've got a lot of passion about. But I've been I've been your host of the Train Lounge podcast, Flabberdash, joined by the legendary mythical Pokey Jacks. Thank you for listening. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Trainer Lounge Pokemon Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow us over on Twitter at Trainer Lounge in order to stay up to date and be informed when the latest episodes go live.